Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're waking yourself up from what actually feels like a dream but turns out to be a reality? There, you can imagine how Amina felt when she found out that she was pregnant at age 19. All hell broke loose within her. How did she gather the courage to tell her parents? How did she deal with forgiving herself for disappointing her parents? How did she overcome the thought of suicide? Among so many other things that were pain to her. This is the story of a woman who has turned that pain into power. Her story will inspire you to realize that tough times are fickle. They don't last. But to know more about this, you need to give me a gif and I'll be right back. Joining me on the podcast today is the delectable Amina Miango. Amina is someone <laughs> that I have known for, well, she was my senior in school, but I did not really get to know her that much until I started engaging with her post on social media. And she's one person whose confidence I really admire. Amina, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You're welcome, Simi. Thanks for having me. All right. So, I mean, I've always known you to be this super confident woman. Have you always Oof. been like this, or is there a story to it? Uh, nah, I've not always been like this. Um, well, growing up, you know how growing up, people born in the 80s and and um, probably 90s, early 90s to mid 90s. And we were brought up by a particular set of people mm-hmm. and um, their, our upbringing was generally like the same. So um, I don't think a lot of us were not very confident and um, mm-hmm. outspoken because we were expected to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot of work. It took a lot for me to become the person that I am today. So, no, I wasn't always confident and, you know, outspoken. Okay, so at what point did you have the awareness and you started building yourself? Um, Probably after graduating from the university. Okay. I think that was when I... You know, because, okay, after I had my child, I was still in the university, and that brought with it, that brought its own um, self-doubt, self-hatred, and all kinds of things. It came with all that. So it was after I graduated, after I graduated from law school, you know, and um, with social media, you meet a lot of people, you meet a lot of women. Well, I've gone through what you went through, or even worse, and came out of it. And then you realize you you read about women who are doing well, who are who are who rose above their self, um, above all the hurts and all the pains that life threw at them. So I think that was when I started, you know, letting go of my own problems and. With that came more confidence and, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, I know you to be a single mom and you've always been so open and proud about that. 
So I'd just like you to tell us about the moment you discovered you were pregnant and how was it like for you? And how did the society and your family take it? Okay, funny enough, I've not always been confident about being a single mom. Wow. It was a shameful thing for me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually a very shameful thing for me. I remember when I was trying to tell my best friend that I was a single mom, that was like um, when my son was already five years old, and I kept stammering and stammering and stammering, and then she just said, she just rolled her eyes and said, which of your younger ones is your child? And I just started laughing because <laughs> Oh my <laughs> so when, I think I was in um 100 level, yeah. um, I think it was second um, semester when I found out I was pregnant and you know, the semester dragged and by the time I got home and um, I think I was far gone, probably like five months gone or thereabout. Yeah. And that was when my parents found out. Wow. And um, <laughs> I remember the day clearly, the day my, my mom told my dad. Mm-hmm. I went out, and then when I came back, I was told my dad was calling me. He was with my mom. <laughs> so I went into their room, and then I just saw my dad's face, and then I just I just slumped to my knees because mm-hmm. I, it's, it's probably one of the worst days of my life mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. looking at my dad's face, it was like, Damn, I've messed up. I've broken this man's heart, yeah. you know. But funny enough, my dad, he, my parents were were rock stars because <laughs> they just they accepted it and then they gave me an they gave me two options. Do you want to go back to school or what do you want to do? I said, yeah, I want to go back to school. As providence will have it. Went on a long strike between 100 level and 200 level. There was a long strike. Mm. So by the time we resumed, I had given birth, and my son was like probably like two months old. And so I left him with my mom and then went back to school and continued studies. So my parents have always been amazing. Mm. Like when when I hear people say their parents sent them out of the house, I can't relate to that, and it hurts me because, yeah, I was I was 19 when I had my child, wow. and there are girls that are much younger when they get pregnant. Mm. So if, throwing them out, even with the acceptance by my parents, yeah. I still had my doubts. I still had, I was seriously depressed over it. I was seriously, I had my self doubts. So imagine a girl going through that, the self-doubt, and then she's going through the rejection by people, the people who should love her more than anything. And then coupled with the fact that the boy who gets you pregnant probably rejects it too. So it's a hard, hard, hard period and and nobody should have to go through that without the love and support of family my family have always been supportive without them i don't know what i'll have done i'll have probably dropped out of school or something mm-hmm. yeah so like how did you deal with the process because 
um, I remember when we were talking at a point and you said it wasn't more of um, the stigmatization for you, but it was more of you forgiving yourself for disappointing your parents. So yes. how did you deal with the process of forgiving yourself? Okay. I, um, when, when my parents found out and it was, okay, we are eight. It was like I was giving them extra work because my mom had stopped giving birth like long, long, long before I had a child. So I was giving her extra work. She was going to take care of a baby all over again. My dad has to start fending for a baby all over again. Yeah, so it's it was that and then um the fact that um i i, I had to put them through that yeah. and the fact that um you know they didn't they didn't expect to 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 have a a, a grandchild that early yeah mm -hmm. so it took time but i think my my parents acceptance yeah. helped me forgive myself mm. Because I saw how much they loved my son. Mm. I saw how much they were willing to do. Mm. They, they, they will give their life for that boy. Wow. So I think that, that was part of what helped me heal. Mm. And then I, when I was able to take over taking care of my child, yeah. and I got to a stage, I was like, okay, it will have been easy to probably... Um, not have this child yeah but i had it and he's here yeah. and he's the best part of my life mm. so coming to that realization helps me forgive myself yeah. yeah it happened um in a way that i didn't envisage or i didn't i would have preferred it not to happen yeah. but it happened and he's here and he's amazing and i love him to pieces and you know I won't change anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that was what made me let go of all those negative um, feelings and, yeah, okay. helped me heal. Okay. So, like, the, the, the main purpose behind you sharing your story with us is to encourage girls out there who are in the situation that you once were. So yeah. What, what kind of advice would you give your younger self right now? Um, I'll tell her to wait. I'll tell her to um, protect herself more if she's having sex. Because the truth is, if I didn't have amazing parents, yes. I wouldn't be here today. I won't be a lawyer and I won't be where I am. Or maybe I'll be a lawyer, but it will have been delayed. Mm. Because having a child is not a joke. Mm. So I'll, first, the first thing I'll tell girls um, out there is protect yourself. Make sure you you protect yourself. Okay. You come first, and that is all that matters. You are the most important part of your life, mm. and you should try to um, think of the future, you know, and all. And then for those who are in my situation, who are in the situation I was when I was 18, going on 19, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Mm. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Like it looks like it looks like everything is 
is on your shoulder right now it looks like you want to you you feel like you want to just end it but i promise you it's not the end of the world you're going to be fine your child is going to be fine and you'll come out tops and to the parents um no matter what happened it's it was a mistake i'm sure um your daughter didn't plan on you know putting herself in this situation mistakes happen the best thing you can do for your child now is to be there for them you do not understand half of what she's going through i promise i know you're hurt i know you're angry and all but what she's going through i promise you she's feel like she has disappointed you and she would use the rest of her life to try to make it up to you mm. but please at this point she needs you she needs your love she needs your support she needs your care mm. that is the only thing that can help her go through this mm. yeah great thank you so much amina um one more thing or just few yeah. questions before we let sure. you go um, yeah I, you're quite opinionated about <laughs> government and policies yeah and these are the things that uh, many women shy away from yeah so what what advice would you give young girls with respect to engaging and participating in governments and policies okay i've always um maybe because of my background my dad was a politician he's late now oh. god rest his soul um because of my background i've always been interested in politics i've always been interested you know I've always been, I was at first interested in politics then later on because of my job I started getting interested in governance for young girls thing is we can't rule politics and governance out of our lives it is what it is what it affects every aspect of our lives even as women even as a young woman let's take this issue of um teenage pregnancies for example you need policies that will teach girls how to have safe sex and how to you know not have sex okay yeah but is that not not going on now with the naka and all of those um, other organizations it, yes it is but i'm sure some of those organizations will tell you um they'll tell you the issue of funding funding uh, funding please. If more girls get into this politics, yeah. girls turn into women. Yeah, they grow into women. Sure. Yeah, and you can't wake up one morning and just be interested. It needs to start from somewhere. It needs to start from this at this age when they are still young and they are still, you know, getting going to school and you know getting educated. Yeah. So I'll advise them that for their sake, yeah. for the sake of your future as a girl, as a future woman let me put it that way okay. get involved in politics get involved in governance mm. it's for your sake mm. it's very very important because one day we need women to make laws that favor women mm. uh huh mm. that help women so and the truth is um yeah why men understand um actually they do not really understand because it takes <laughs> it takes a woman to understand some things yeah mm. so um and you can only under and understanding 
without having the power to change things is basically not um is basically useless so more women more girls should show interest in politics and governance right. and you need to start from when you're young okay thank you yeah. so much amina so finally your final take on turning yep. pain to power as a woman mm pain to power yes as a woman Oh, well, how do I answer that? Should I use myself as an example? Please do. Okay. Um, when I got pregnant, yeah, I, it was probably the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me. At one point, I was actually contemplating killing myself. Wow. In fact, at one point, I packed all the medicines that were given to me in the hospital and I swallowed them. Wow. Yeah. The what the folic acid, the red pills for uh, blood medicine, all of them I packed and I swallowed them. But then as it was entering, it was coming right back up. I rushed to go throw up because I felt very nauseous. So I guess that was what helped me. So going from that kind of pain, you know, and the thing is, it was mostly self-induced. It was my, it was my guilt, mm. yeah, that was causing all that depression. Yeah. And the fact that um, the person that was responsible wanted to have nothing to do with me. Wow. So the betrayal and the self-doubt and everything, mm. that was my, my pain, and it caused so much depression and I went on a bender like when I went back to school in uh, 200 level you think I'll be you know calm yeah <laughs> nah I wasn't I went yeah. I went crazy wow yeah so it was it it took a lot to get myself where I am and um it wasn't because I, I, I will have, anything will have happened and I won't be here today. But it took, it took a lot to get me where I am today. And all I want to say is, um, no matter how, uh, there was something a pastor told me one time. Yeah. He said that from your pain, your pain is your purpose. Yeah? That out of your pain comes your purpose. And I, since I heard that thing, I think it it changed my life because um, whatever it is that is the source of your pain, whether teenage pregnancy, abuse, um, rape, turn it into your purpose. Turn it into a source of power to propel yourself out there. And that's what I've been trying to do. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amina, for sharing your your story with us. It's been very inspiring, and we hope you keep inspiring all the women out there, even as you keep climbing the ladder of success. Thank you so much, Simi, and thanks for having me. Too. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Hey there. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yes, if you did, please go ahead to share with your friends 
families and foes. You can also join our Facebook and invite them to join our Facebook page at Strip Talk with Similulua. That is Strip Talk with Similulua. Now, next week's episode will mark the end of the International Women's Day Special Edition and I am going to be having on the show with me my own mother. She's coming to talk about how she was able to maneuver bad breaks and handled seemingly hopeless situation and how she found grace through all of these challenges. It promises to be inspirational as usual and you do not want to miss it. So keep it a date with us same time next week. But till then, keep well. The past five weeks have been nothing short of inspirational, especially for women dealing with one form of pain or the other. From the inspirational story of Peace Lawrence, whose story taught us resilience even in the face of harsh criticism, to the story of Ella Chata, who did not resolve herself to the fate life threw at her, but instead transformed it into a beautiful message of hope, courage, and determination while helping others to get out of the same trauma she went through. And oh, how can we forget the story of Amina who would have ended it all if she had maintained the thought that it can never get better? Would she have turned into a courageous woman if she did not have a support system in her parents? And talking about support system, there is no other person who could have told us the importance and the need for sincere friends as support system than a matriarch who has seen it all as a wife, mother, and career woman of so many years. You see, from their stories, there is one thing we must realize. We all go through pain in life. Forget the plastic world you see on social media or the make-believe of people acting like they have it all together. Pain is part of life circle. It is true that not everybody understands the, bait, the pain of birth pangs and complications that could accompany it. Nevertheless, everyone has experienced a certain degree of pain and may be going through pain even as I speak. It ranges from unhealthy pain to necessary pain. The pain could range from loss, sickness, betrayal, financial problem, imposter syndrome, and some other. However, regardless of what the pain is, one of the lessons learned from this series is not to waste your pain. If you have to go through pain, at least get something out of it. This is how purpose works and is breathed for many who are fulfilling purpose right now or are on their way to fulfilling it. Pain doesn't feel good and many times it lingers like it is never going to end, like the darkest part of the morning before dawn. No one may share in it or understand it with you. It is many times what you must go through alone and on your own. And it is at this point that many give in or give up, not knowing that that is the moment that determines your breakthrough. You see, it is like a contraction a woman feels at point at the point of childbirth. Every contraction is a step towards the delivery, if only you can hold on. This is the message I bring to anyone in a painful situation right now. There is more gain in that pain than the discomfort you're going through right now. Ensure you do not waste it. 
You see, someone once told me that he thinks better and finds solutions to his problems when he is going through depression. My friend, many times purpose is birthed in the place of pain. As tea finds its essence in hot water and crushed roses give strong fragrance, crushed grapes produces the best of wine and bird pangs eventually brings forth a child. May your pain or current situation bring forth purpose for you and your generation. May your purpose and situation bring forth purpose for you and your generation. May your purpose be strong and flavorful, be a sweet fragrance, be sweeter than the best of wines, and above all, may it bring forth life for you and every good thing around you. Beyond the 2021 International Women's Day, constantly choose to challenge whatever stands to keep you down. Love and light. Hi there. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please share today's episode and invite your friends and families to join our growing community for some healthy dose of content. Now, what's cooking in the month of April? Well, keep tap to find out. Till then, happy new month and keep well. Mwah. The past five weeks have been nothing short of inspirational, especially for women dealing with one form of pain or the other. Our International Women's Day series gave us the opportunity to listen to some great inspirational stories. From the inspirational story of Peace Lawrence, whose story taught us resilience even in the face of harsh criticism, to the story of Ella Chata, who did not resolve herself to fate life true at her, but instead transformed it into a beautiful message of hope, courage, and determination while helping others to get out of the same trauma she went through. Oh, and how can we forget the story of Amina, who would have ended it all if she had maintained the thought that it can never get better? Would she have turned out to be a courageous woman if she did not have the support system in her parents. And talking about support system, there is no other person who could have told us the importance and the need for sincere friends as support system than a matriarch who has seen it all as a wife, mother, and career woman of so many years. You see, from their stories, there's one thing we must realize. We all go through pain in life. Forget the plastic world you see on social media or the make-believe of people acting like they have it all together. Pain is a part of life cycle. It is true that not everybody understands the pain of bird pangs and the complications that could accompany it. Nevertheless, everyone has experienced a certain degree of pain and may be going through pain even as I speak. It ranges from unhealthy pain to necessary pain. And this can be in form of loss, sickness, betrayal, financial problems, imposter syndrome, and some other problems or issues. But regardless of what the pain is, one of the lessons learned from our series is not to waste your pain. If you have to go through it, at least gain something out of it. This is how purpose works and is birthed for many who are fulfilling their purpose right now or are on their way to fulfilling it. Pain doesn't feel good and many times it lingers like it is never going to end, like the darkest part of the morning just before dawn. No one may share in it or understand it with you, 
It is many times what you must go through alone and on your own. And it is at this point that many give in or give up, not knowing that that is the moment that determines their breakthrough. You see, it is like contraction of a woman or a contraction a woman feels at childbirth. Every contraction is a step towards delivery, if only you can hold on. This is the message I bring to anyone in a painful situation right now. There is more gain in that pain than the discomfort you are going through right now. Ensure you do not waste it. You see, someone once told me that he thinks better and finds solution to his problem when he's going through depression. My friend, many times, purpose is birthed in the place of pain. As Steve finds its essence in hot water, and crushed roses give strong fragrance, crushed grapes produce the best of wine, and bird pangs eventually brings forth a child. May your pain or current situation bring forth purpose for you and your generation. And may your purpose be strong and flavorful. Be a sweet fragrance. Be sweeter than the best of wines. And above all, may it bring forth life for you and every good thing around you. Beyond the 2021 International Women's Day, constantly choose to challenge whatever stands to keep you down. Love and light. Hi there. Thank you so much for stopping by. I believe you enjoyed today's show. Yes? If you did, please share today's episode with your friends, families, and foes. You can also invite them to join our growing community on Facebook for some healthy dose of content. That is at Strip Talk with Similulua. Strip Talk with Similulua. Now, what's cooking? Oh, before the month of March ends, we must say a special thank you to the amazing women who joined us on the show in the month of March. Peace Lawrence, Ella Chata, Amina Miango, and my darling mom, Mrs. Omoli. Time spent with each and every one of you was worth the while. So the question, what's going to happen in the month of April on Strip Talk with Similulua? If you want to find out, you need to keep tap with us. But till I come your way next week, by God's grace, keep well and happy new month. Mwah. This is a story about a little boy called Taddy. Taddy is a seven-year-old who lives with his family at Allen Avenue, Lagos. Like many children his age, Taddy is highly inquisitive and a dreamer. He dreams about space travel, becoming an astronaut, and meeting his Marvel Comics superheroes. However, in reality, he is seen as the quiet one who is often with few or no friends at all. Yet, when it comes to risky plans like climbing Mr. Adamo's mango tree, he is the strategic one who always planned the route of escape out of the Forbidden Garden. Taddy has always been intrigued by his environment, and frogs around his home were not spared from this intrigue. Along with his younger sister, they would crucify frogs in the name of surgery. You see, nothing was really spared when it comes to his curiosity. But this is not about the general story of Taddy, but one of his adventures, and why children need to know about some things we feel so uncomfortable to talk about and why adults must be careful and intentional about how they live around children but i need you to give me a gif and i'll be right back 
Stop this way, children. Look at the camera. The bird will come out from there. Really eager to see the bird that will come out from the camera, Teddy squint under the hot sun. But after much intense focus, no bird came out. That's it, children. Go back to your seats. That's it, Teddy thought to himself. But I didn't see any bird. Right then, he asked Benga, his friend, who was beside him when they were arranged to look at the bird. Benga, did you see the bird come out of the camera? Yes, I did. Didn't you see it? It flew out so fast, Benga said, and walked away. Teddy felt so disappointed in himself. Everybody must have seen the bird, except me. Just as he was walking back to his seat, he heard the children screaming, Auntie me! Auntie me! 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 Auntie Jane had lots of colorful balloons in her hands, and she was distributing them to the kids. Every disappointment he had vanished at that moment, as he dashed to get his own balloon. Auntie me! Auntie me! He raised his hand as high as he could, screamed as much as he could. Unfortunately, the balloon did not get to him. He sucked through the drive home, refusing to talk to even his favorite human in the world, Bisola, his younger sister, despite her trolls. That night, Tade dreamt about being in a room filled with so many colorful balloons. He played with them and rolled in them until he heard a loud burst in his ears. He turned round and saw all the balloons bursting. It was Mommy Amaka, his mother's friend, going around busting the balloons. Why was she busting them? She busted every single balloon till there was only one left, the one Taddy was holding. She was about to bust it when Bisola screamed into Taddy's ears in reality. Take, mommy said you should buy some eggs and come back early. He looked at his sister with utmost annoyance, hissed and picked the money. On his way to the neighborhood store, he thought about how hard he tried to get the balloon yesterday at the birthday party, but he wasn't given. He felt bad again. As he snaked his way through the path to the neighborhood market, something caught his eyes. It looked like a balloon, although it was a dirty balloon, but it was a balloon on the floor. Wow, God must have sent me this balloon, he thought to himself. He need not feel bad anymore, so he picked up the balloon went on his errand. When he got home, he washed it clean and held it there. A couple of days later, he followed his mom to the market. They got to Mamiyamaka's store for some chit-chat. Mamiyamaka and Tade's mom are friends. The women sat and laughed while Tade looked on. Feeling bored, he decided to play with his balloon, and there he began to blow, and blow, and blow, his small mouth pumping air with a lot of energy into the balloon. The sight of the unusual balloon drew Mamiyamaka's attention. She tapped her, her friend, Tadi's mom, to look at what she's thinking it's not. Both women froze. Tade, where did you get that? Tade shook, knowing he had been warned to stop picking things from the floor. I, 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 I found it on the floor, Taddy stammered. Mommy Amaka held her hand to her chest. Hey, whoa. The two women looked bewildered. While Taddy wondered what, had, what he had done wrong, except picking the balloon from the floor. Get that thing out of your mouth, you little brat. Feeling more confused and annoyed, Taddy's mom jumped at him, grabbed the string balloon, 
and took a closer look at it to be doubly sure it wasn't what she thought it was. But alas, it was. It was a condom, not a ballon. Now let's talk about this story. This is an adaptation of a true life incident. Many children are exposed to some adult things way too early, either as a result of their inquisitiveness or the carelessness of adults. And many times, explaining these things to them can be one of the most difficult things to handle. It seems life barely realized the difference between adulthood and childhood. Once you're born, boom, it starts to throw the dice. Some children lose their parents at an early stage in life and they ask questions like, where is daddy? Where is mommy? Can I climb up to go see him or her? Others are exposed to porn magazines left by their uncles and aunties or even parents, while some others see adults do these things or have friends who have been contaminated from their own environment or even learn some of these things from movies and cartoons. The truth is we cannot completely shield children from all of these things, but when they are bold enough to confront us about these issues, or we are left with no choice than to address these issues, how do we tackle them? You need to find out more in our next week's episode. If you have children around you, irrespective of being a parent or not, you cannot afford to miss that episode. It promises to be educative and expository, but in the meantime, if you were Tadi's mom, how would you respond to the issue of condom? Or how would you address the issue of condom to a seven-year-old? Let me know in the comment section of our Facebook group platform. Who knows, someone may walk away with a gift. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please go ahead to share with your family, friends, and foes. Presently, we are being heard in about 19 countries. Thanks to you, our dear listeners, for making that happen through your shares and comments. When you share, like, and comment, many people will be aware of our podcast. So keep sharing and keep telling. Till I come your way, same time next week, keep well. This is a story about a little boy called Taddy. Taddy is a seven-year-old who lives with his family at Allen Avenue, Lagos. Like many children his age, Taddy is highly inquisitive and a dreamer. He dreams about space, becoming an astronaut, and meeting his Marvel comic superheroes. However, in reality, he is seen as the quiet one who is often with few or no friends at all. Yet, when it comes to risky plans like climbing Mr. Adamo's mango tree, he is the strategic one who always plans the route of escape out of the Forbidden Garden. Taddy has always been intrigued by his environment, and frogs around his home were not spared from his intrigue. Along with his younger sister, Bisola, they would crucify frogs in the name of surgery. You see, nothing was really spared when it comes to his curiosity. But this is not about the general story of Taddy, but one of his adventures, and why children need to know about some things we feel uncomfortable to talk about as adults, and why adults must be careful and intentional about how they live around children. But I need you to give me a gif, relax, and I'll be right back with the full story. Today, we are going to be drawing a couple of lessons based on our last episode. How do you answer children's unsettling questions, especially when it comes to sexuality and grief? In this episode, I interviewed a very seasoned psychotherapist and life coach, popularly known as Mom Taz. Her name is Hawa Bilo. 
Hawa holds a BSc in Human Anatomy from the prestigious University of Ilorin Kwara State, Nigeria, and Masters in Health Psychology from Walden University, Minnesota, USA. She's currently a PhD student and doing a second master's degree in clinical psychology. Her research interests are stigma related to mental health, adverse childhood experiences, and concept of shame in African community. I need not say much again. Let's get into the show to find out what she has to say about today's topic. Today, we are going to be drawing a couple of lessons based on our last episode. How do you answer children's unsettling questions, especially when it comes to sexuality and grief? In today's episode, I interviewed a very seasoned psychotherapist and life coach, popularly known as Mom Taz. Her name is Hawa Bilo. Hawa holds a BSc in Human Anatomy from the prestigious University of Ilorin Kwara State and Masters in Health Psychology from Walden University, Minnesota, USA. She's currently a PhD student and doing a second master's degree in clinical psychology. Her research interests are stigma related to mental health, adverse childhood experiences, and the concept of shame in the African community. I need not say much again. Let's get into the show to find out what she has to say about today's topic. Today, we're going to be drawing a couple of lessons based on our last episode. How do you answer children's unsettling questions, especially when it comes to sexuality and grief? In this episode, I interviewed a very seasoned psychotherapist and life coach, popularly known as Mom Taz. Her name is Hawa Bilo. Hawa holds a BSc in Human Anatomy from the prestigious University of Ilorin Kwara State, Nigeria, and Masters in Health Psychology from Walden University, Minnesota, USA. She's currently a PhD student and doing a second master's degree in clinical psychology. Her research interests are stigma related to mental health, adverse childhood experiences, and the concept of shame in the African community. I need not say much again. Let's get into the show to find out what she has to say about today's topic. Hey guys, I trust you gained a lot from today's episode. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it with your family, friends, and foes. A big thank you to Mrs. Hawa Bello of Momstar's Mind and Wellness Studio. Momstar's Mind and Wellness Studio is a holistic therapy studio for physical, mental, and social well-being. They are located at number 28 6th Avenue after Charlie Boy's house, Guarimpa Abuja. Visit them today and you'll be glad you did. Next week's episode promises to be another exciting one you don't want to miss. So keep tab with us on our Facebook group to find out more. But till then, keep well. Hey guys, I trust that you gained a lot from today's episode. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it with your family, friends, and foes. A big thank you to Mrs. Hawabelo of Momta's Mind and Wellness Studio. Momta's Mind and Wellness Studio is a holistic therapy studio for physical, mental, and social well-being. They are located at number 28 6th Avenue after Charlie Boy's house, Guarimpa Abuja. Visit them today and you'll be glad you did. Next week promises to be another exciting episode that you don't want to miss, so keep tab with us on our Facebook group at Strip Talk with Similulua. But till then, keep well. Good evening world, how are you doing today? All is well? All is good? If not, 
all will be well and all will be good. So this week we would have started another series titled The Dark Side of Culture. However, still basking in the euphoria of Father's Day, we could not help but hear out more fathers on what they would want women in their lives to understand. These Vox Pop came in late but I could not help but share because they were quite touching and deep messages that I would not want us to miss. So this episode is going to be a little short but I promise it will be worth every bit of your time. So relax, give me a jiff and I will be right back. Good evening world, how are you doing today? All is well? All is good? If not, all will be well and all will be good. So this week we would have started another series titled The Dark Side of Culture. However, still basking in the euphoria of Father's Day, we could not help but hear out more fathers on what they would want women in their lives to understand. These Vox Pop came in late, but I could not help but share because they were quite touching and deep messages that I would not want us to miss. So this episode is going to be a little short, but I promise it will be worth every bit of your time. So give me a gif and I will be right back. Good evening world, it is 7 p.m. West African time. How are you doing today? All is well? All is good? If not, all will be well and all will be good. So this week we would have started another series titled The Dark Side of Culture. However, still basking in the euphoria of Father's Day, we could not help but hear out more fathers on what they would want women in their lives to understand. Now, this Vox Pop came in late but I could not help but share because they were quite touching and deep messages that I would not want us to miss. So this episode is going to be a little short but I promise it will be worth every bit of your time. So relax, give me a jeep and I will be right back. Hey guys, I trust you learned something from today's episode. You know one thing I've come to learn over the years is that it's very easy to judge a person when you're not there. And listening to all this Vox Pop from last week's episode to this one has been quite touching for me. I do hope we will improve on understanding what men go through and why it wouldn't hurt to appreciate the men in our lives once in a while. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yes, if you did, please go ahead to share with your family, friends, and foes. Invite them to join our platform on Facebook at Strip Talk with Similulua. That is Strip Talk with Similulua. Now, the series we're about to start is a bit sensitive but full of interesting topics that we're all going to learn from. So keep it to date and fasten your seatbelt. I warn you forehand, haha. <laughs> but till then, keep well. Hey guys, I trust you learned something from today's episode. You know one thing I've come to learn over the years is that it's very easy to judge a person when you're not them. And listening to all this Vox for Pop from last week's episode to this one has been quite touching for me. I do hope we'll improve on understanding what men go through and why it wouldn't hurt to appreciate the men in our lives once in a while. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yes, if you did, please go ahead to share with your family, friends, and foes. Invite them to join our platform on Facebook at Strip Talk with Similulua. That is Strip Talk with Similulua. Now, the series we are going to start next week is a bit sensitive, but full of interesting topics that we're all going to learn from. So keep it to date and fasten your seatbelt. I warn you, fasten it. Okay, but till then, keep well. Hey guys, I trust you learned something from today's episode. You know one thing I've come to realize over the years is that it's very easy to judge a person when you're not them. And listening to all this Vox Pop from last week's episode to this one has been quite touching for me. I do hope we will improve on understanding what men go through and why it wouldn't hurt to appreciate the men in our lives 
once in a while. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yes, if you did, please go ahead to share with your family, friends, and foes. Invite them to join our platform on Facebook at Strip Talk with Similulua. That is Strip Talk with Similulua. Now, the series we are going to start next week is a bit sensitive, but full of interesting topics that we are all going to learn from. So keep it a date and fasting your seatbelt. Let me warn you before time, fasting your seatbelt. But till then, keep well. Humans are cultured. As a result, every aspect of life is cultured. By this, we mean the mode and manner we live life. Living life includes the food we eat, clothes we wear, how we marry and name and train our children. Culture also finds its way into our faith and religion, the who and what we believe in, the way we communicate with our Supreme Being and how we believe the Supreme Being communicates back to us. According to PerspectivePressBook.com, culture is described as an integrated whole that binds people together and shapes their worldview and life ways. Now, from this, we can understand why different groups and factions in the society pride themselves in their way of life. Each cultural group believes they are superior to another group by virtue of their practices. And rightly so, we all pride ourselves in our culture because we have been taught so right from childhood. Many of us are always eager to talk about our culture and teach people about the way of life of our people. On the flip side, and in recent generations like ours, we have the tendency to imbibe other people's culture. We like to dress like them, eat like them, talk like them, etc. With our culture and transculture, we create societal standards that are seemingly agreeable to all in the society. Humans are cultured. As a result, every aspect of our life is cultured. By this, we mean the mode and manner we live life. Living life includes the food we eat, the clothes we wear, how we marry, name, and train our children. Culture also finds its way into our faith and religion. The who and what we believe in, the way we communicate with our Supreme Being, and how we believe the Supreme Being communicates back to us. According to PerspectivePressBook.com, culture is described as an integrated whole that binds people together and shapes their worldview and lifestyles. From these, we can understand why different groups and factions in the society pride themselves in their way of life. Each cultural group believes that they are superior to another group by virtue of their practices. And rightly so, we all pride ourselves in our culture because we have been taught so right from childhood. Many of us are always eager to talk about our culture and teach people about the way of life of our people. On the flip side, recent generations like ours have the tendency to imbibe other people's culture. We like to dress like them, eat like them, talk like them, the list goes on. With our culture and transculture, we create standards that are seemingly agreeable to the society. And when people do not meet these standards, they are referred to as strange and can become outcasts in the same society. Now let's bring it down home. These is basically cancelled culture. The cancelled culture is the actual dark side of culture. No, cancel culture is not just about the celebrity social media thing. It's actually been in existence and it's as quiet as old as culture itself. 
And what exactly are we talking about when we say cancel culture? HuffPost UK puts it as an act of shaming based on something that is perceived as a social transgression, which is actually a transgression because it is not um, up to the standard the society has earmarked or given. So, for instance, societal standard says that you should be married at a particular age as a woman. And where you're not married at that age, you face the prejudice of being cancelled. Now, we can argue about the use and purpose of cancel culture. However, when it comes to the dark side of culture, its nature is clear. It is a measured judgment bereft of reasoning and empathy. Why should it be a social crime? and something worth of humiliation to be unmarried in your 30s and your 40s. Why is it a social crime to be fat? Why is the color of your skin or the texture of hair? Or why should it be shameful and inferior to another? You know, whether we admit it or not, we have all propagated the dark side of culture one way or the other, and perhaps we have not been conscious of it. Well, until now. And the thing is, I have come to realize that we imbibe some cultures, not because we understand the concept behind it, but because it's just the normal thing to do, or we perceive it's the normal thing to do. And when it is not done, it becomes an abomination in our sight, and people are counseled just because they don't do that thing. Now, for instance, I was talking with someone about adoption, and I was telling her that I've always wanted to adopt a child or children. And the way she responded was as if, God forbid, I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear you say anything like that. Please don't even talk to me. It felt like adoption was, I mean, was a sinful thing, you know. And, and this gets me thinking, why, why do we, why can't we have this, this conversation on why you see um, something as wrong is it just because you see it <clears throat> the society says it is wrong or because there's actually an evil behind it and these are the conversations that we need to begin to have and hopefully this series will help us to start off something and perhaps you know juggle our minds and create um, the consciousness on the fact that we we don't we, we should not um, we should have a better understanding of culture before we turn it into a bad thing and you know have or bear the consequences eventually and so I hope that we will start this series in full next week and we are going to be starting with a topic on marriage as a matter of fact I'll be having someone come onto the studio with me and we'll be having a very, very honest conversation about women in their 30s, in their 40s or in above who are not married and how the society sees this as or sees this group of people as people who are to be counseled. But um, I wouldn't say much for now. I just hope that this creates something in your mind that you should think about. Hey there, thank you so much for joining us today. You cannot afford to miss next week's episode because we're going to be starting in full. And honestly, 
things will be said next week things that i i mean i'm in this group so you should expect that we're going to be having some very brutal truths being told but um, I need you to keep it a date next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please go ahead to share with your family, friends, and foes. And encourage them to join our Facebook platform at Strip Talk with Similulua. That is Strip Talk with Similulua. But hey, till I come your way same time next week, keep well. <laughs>